Typically when death is mentioned, what do people do? Don't talk about it. Whenever the thought of that eventually, you know, I will die, and people will wash me, and they will put me in my grave. As soon as we start thinking about this stuff, we just shrug off those thoughts. We don't want to think. Why? We're afraid of death. I'm not saying that a person should not have fear of death. Obviously, we're human beings. Naturally, this fear is going to be there. However, this fear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. Why? So that it motivates us to do something. It drives us to do something. Like for example, if you have a test coming up, and if you're afraid, that fear should move you to study. But if that fear comes into your head, comes into your heart, and you're like, don't think about it, don't think about it, is it going to go away? Is the test going to go away? Just by you ignoring it? No. Similarly, if we don't think about the akhirah, if we don't think about our death, is death going to go away? No, it's not going to go away. Ignoring a fact does not eliminate it. So, instead of being afraid of death, what should we be doing? Preparing for it. We get afraid, we cry a little bit, and then we move on. But if we move on, how should we move on? With some action plan. Something that we're going to do. Let's continue. قُلْ say, Say to them, مَنْ كَانَ عُدُوًا لِجِبْرِيلَ Whoever is an enemy to Jibreel, فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ then in fact he has revealed it, meaning the Qur'an, upon your heart by the permission of Allah. The Bani Israel presented another excuse. You see all of their excuses are being nullified over here. Another excuse that they presented was, they came and asked the Prophet ﷺ, so who brings the wahi to you? Which angel? Obviously Jibreel has been made responsible for bringing the wahi. They said, oh if it's Jibreel, we're not going to believe in you. Why? Because Jibreel is the one who used to bring punishments on us before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent many prophets for the guidance of people. And when the people, they persisted in their disobedience, they opposed the prophets, they didn't pay heed to any of the guidance that the messengers had brought, what happened then? Eventually they were punished. For example, the people of Lut, the people of Ad, the people of Samud, punishments were brought upon them through who? Through the angel Jibreel. For example, we learn about the people of Lut, that how they were punished, that their cities were picked up by Jibreel and turned upside down. Picked up and turned upside down. Just imagine. This is how they were eliminated. So the Bani Israel, they said, you know, we're not really friends with Jibreel, so since he's bringing the revelation to you, we're not going to believe. Does it make any sense? Jibreel, why would he bring the punishment or why would he bring the wahi? Why? Because Allah told him. He is only a servant of Allah. So if a person does not like Jibreel, then who does he not like in reality? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ say, مَنْ كَانَ Whoever is, any person, no matter who he is, عَدُوًا An enemy, Whoever is an enemy, to who? لِجِبْرِيلَ to Jibreel. Then he should know that فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ He brought it down. نَزَّلَ نُونْ Meaning he brought the Qur'an down ala qalbika upon your heart. Why? Bi'idnillah. With the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Idn, hamza, dhal, noon. The Bani Israel did not like the fact that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was chosen as the last messenger. They wanted that the last messenger should be from amongst themselves. So it was as though they became angry at Jibreel that why did you bring wahi to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa You should have brought it to one of us. Well, Jibreel only took it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa at the command of Allah. 
we learn in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ That the Ruhul الْأَمِينَ the trustworthy messenger, the trustworthy angel brought the Qur'an. He was trustworthy. Whatever Allah commanded him, he obeyed Allah exactly the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him. That's what he did. So if Allah told him to take the Qur'an to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he went in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْزِرِينَ Allah says over here, فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ it was not the decision of Jibreel, it was the decision of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this Qur'an, if you look at it, what is it? It is musaddiqan. It is one that confirms the truthfulness. We have read this word musaddiq so many times now. Isn't it amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Qur'an as musaddiq so many times to tell the Bani Israel that look, this is nothing new. It's the same message. It's a continuation. It's the same message. Musaddiqan lima bayna yadayhi To that which is before it. Between two hands. What does it mean? In front of. So it gives a meaning of before. Meaning whatever came before the Qur'an, the Qur'an confirms that. And the Qur'an is also wahudan and a guidance. Hadalia. Wabushra and good news. Bashin ra. For who? Lil mu'minin. For those people who believe. Plural of mu'min. The Qur'an is musaddiq. Secondly, it is huda. And thirdly, it is bushra. Firstly, musaddiq, confirming that which is before. Secondly, huda, guidance, instruction, showing the way to the people, telling them this is what you should be doing, this is what you should not be doing. But it is bushra, a good news. Good news for who? Only those people who believe. What's the good news that the Qur'an conveys? The good news of reward. The good news of paradise. The good news of Allah's mercy, His blessings. So many good news. This good news is only for those who actually believe in it. Many can read the Qur'an, understand it, have a very deep understanding of it. However, the Qur'an is only meaningful to who? Those who believe in it. وَبُشْرَى لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah says, مَنْ كَانَ Whoever is عَدُوًا An enemy to who? Lillahi for Allah. How can a person be an enemy to Allah? Disbelieving in the book, disobeying Allah, being disrespectful to Him, going against the commands of Allah, opposing. If Allah has commanded that we should do certain things, if a person opposes those commands, that no, we should not be doing this. So for example, Allah has commanded the believing women that they must cover themselves. And if a person goes on opposing that no, you should not cover yourself. Then this is what? Enmity to Allah. Opposing Allah. Opposing His commands. And then being an enemy to Allah also means being too arrogant to worship Him. Being too arrogant to submit to Him. Because a person is too arrogant to listen to who? His enemy. Somebody whom you don't like. Somebody whom you hate. Even if they tell you something that is beneficial, what will you do? You're not going to listen to them. Many times it happens that a person does not like their parents or their in-laws and if they tell them something even if it's right and meaningful what will they do? they won't listen so being an enemy to Allah means two things first of all opposing his commands and secondly being too arrogant to worship him so whoever is an enemy to Allah وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ and also to his angels how can a person be an enemy to the angels of Allah? by saying statements like the Bani Israel said 
We don't like so and so angel. Saying things about them that are incorrect. So whoever is an enemy to the angels, وَرُسُلِهِ and his messengers. Rusul is the plural of Rasul. How can a person be an enemy to the messengers of Allah? Not believing in them, not listening to them, opposing them, harming them. And this is indeed what the Bani Israel did. When it came to Allah, how was their attitude? سَمِعْنَا وَعَصَيْنَا When it came to the angels, we don't like Jibreel. When it came to the messengers, لَن نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ حَتَّى نَرَ اللَّهَ جَهْرَ فَرِيقًا كَذَّبْتُمْ وَفَرِيقًا تَقْتُلُونَ Whoever is an enemy to Allah and His angels and His messengers, وَجِبْرِيلْ and Jibreel, وَمِكَائِيلْ وَمِكَالْ and Mikal. Mikal is another pronunciation for Mikail. If you think about it, Jibreel and Mikal, both of them, aren't they angels? Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned already, whoever is an enemy to the angels. But then He mentions these two specifically. Why these two specifically? Because it's more relevant to the context. And also to show the highest status of these two angels compared to the rest of the angels. The Bani Israel, they said, we don't like Jibreel because he brought revelation that we don't like to follow and he brought punishments that harmed us. But they said, we like Mikal. Why? Who is Mikail? The angel that has been appointed to bring rain, rizq. So they said, we don't like Jibreel, but we like Mikail. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ Then indeed Allah, He is عَدُوبٌ Enemy for who? لِلْكَافِرِينَ For those who disbelieve. Then Allah is an enemy to such people. Meaning such people deserve the enmity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how dangerous is it to have Allah as your enemy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one is stronger than Him. No one is more powerful than Him. No one is greater than Him. No one is more knowledgeable than Him. No one is more wise than Him. And if a person declares enmity against Allah, then this is a lose-lose situation. He is going to lose in this dunya and in the akhirah. How can a person ever save himself, protect himself from the punishment of Allah? Allah says in the Qur'an, وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ You can never ever escape Allah. Never. Because where are you? In the dunya, in this world. That has been created by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is controlled by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you escape this world? You cannot. Your life, it's in the hands of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything else, under whose control is it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then how can you ever be an enemy to Allah? It's a lose-lose situation. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Let's listen to the recitation. قُلْ مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًّا لِجِبْرِيلَ فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَهُدًى وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ مَنْ كان عدوا لله وملائكته ورسله وجبريل وميكال فإن الله عدو للكافرين. What do we learn in these verses? An excuse that the Bani Israel presented for not believing. And they said that we don't like Jibreel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whoever is an enemy to the angels of Allah, then Allah is an enemy to him. What does this show to us? That there are some people who are enemies to the angels. How? Those people who 
deny the angels, reject them, say wrong things about them, hate them. There was a person who was once told that when a person goes out in the way of Allah, especially when a person goes to learn the deen of Allah, then the angels, we learned from the hadith that they spread out their wings. So this man said, okay. He went out and he started stomping his feet. That yeah, the angels' wings are here and I'm going to crush them with my feet. Extreme pride, hatred for the angels, mockery of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said that he was picked up and thrown, literally picked up and thrown. And people were amazed at how, what happened? I remember seeing a video once of this man who was playing and it was though he was picked up and blown in the face, picked up and blown in the face. And people could not see any anything doing that. The angels are an obedient creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person dislikes them in reality, who does he dislike? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should be very careful because iman in the angels is a part of our faith. So there are people who hate the angels, who go on to the extent of rejecting their very existence. Such people, their enemy is who? Allah. We also learn in these verses the high status of Angel Jibreel. That Allah is defending the Angel Jibreel. Isn't it amazing? Allah says, whoever is an enemy to Jibreel, then فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌّ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Then Allah is an enemy to such disbelievers. Allah is defending who? Jibreel. The Bani Israel dare to speak against Jibreel. Allah defends him. Why do you think Allah is defending the Angel Jibreel? Why? What's so special about him? What we learn in these verses is, فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ He is the one who brought the Qur'an to the Prophet ﷺ. He was the carrier of the revelation. He is the one who conveyed the message to the Prophet of Allah. He is the one who brought the book of Allah. And he performed that task very obediently, perfectly, in the best way. What does this teach us? That if a person is a carrier of the Qur'an. If a person preserves the Qur'an in his heart, and he also conveys it to the other people in the best way, in the most trustworthy way, just like Jibreel, honestly conveying to the people, then his status is definitely raised in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then such a person will have Allah's protection, and Allah will defend him, Allah will protect him, He will take care of him. The Prophet ﷺ was told to convey, بَلِّغْ بَلِّغْ Convey whatever that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also told the Prophet ﷺ, وَاللَّهُ يَعْصِمُكَ مِنَ النَّاسِ Allah will protect you from the people. Tell me if there is any other man in the history of human beings whom people attempted to kill. As many times as they attempted to kill the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ, so many people attempted to kill him. So many. They attempted to harm him. They even drove him away from Makkah. They even drove him away from Ta'if. But were they able to finish him? Were they able to kill him? No, they weren't. People tried every strategy, waging wars against him, coming in to kill him. Don't you know about that incident where the Prophet ﷺ was resting under the tree and his sword was hanging and this man came and he took his sword and he said, who will save you from me? He could have killed him very easily. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah. And that man, he was petrified. The sword just dropped from his hand. How many times has that happened? Amazing. At Uhud, people who were looking for the Prophet ﷺ so that they could just find him and kill him. And the Prophet ﷺ, mind you, he was in the battle, he was participating in the battle. They couldn't do so. When the Prophet ﷺ was migrating from Makkah to Medina, 
He was a most wanted man. A huge prize was set for anyone who could bring Muhammad ﷺ dead or alive. And the people were at the mouth of the cave. And they couldn't harm him. There were people who came into Medina to kill. There were people who were very close to him in order to kill him. But they were not able to. Why? Because Allah protected him. Why did Allah protect him? Because he was the carrier of the Qur'an, the Hamil al-Qur'an, the one who had the Qur'an, the one who conveyed the Qur'an. So if we want Allah's protection, then we must convey the book of Allah with all honesty. With all honesty. And if we do that, Allah will protect us. Look at the way Allah defends Jibreel. What makes Angel Jibreel special from the rest of the angels is his task. What he performed of conveying the Qur'an. And then we also learn in these verses that a person must never have enmity against who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His angels, His messengers. Allah's angels and His messengers, who are they? Allah's servants, Allah's friends. If a person is obedient to Allah, then what do they deserve? Your love and not your hatred. They deserve your friendship and not your enmity. We may have differences We may find something in the other person that we don't like. However, we should still love them. Why? Because they're obedient to Allah. Because of their religion, because of their deen. We must not have any hatred for another believer. The Prophet ﷺ, he reported to us in a hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ This is in Bukhari. That whoever opposes my wali, whoever opposes any friend of mine, then I have declared war against him. Any person who opposes, who hates a wali of Allah. And by wali of Allah, I don't mean some saint who lives in a mountain. No. A person who is obedient to Allah. The one whom you hate because of his deen. Then this is a problem. Because such a person, Allah has declared war against him. And this person can never ever be saved. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ And certainly we have revealed to you, O Prophet Ayatim bayinat, clear signs, clear verses, clear evidences. All of these ayat that are mentioned over here, what are they? Clear evidences, clear proofs for the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ. Because the Bani Israel, they were presenting one excuse after the other for not believing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted every single one of them. So ayatin bayinat. Wama yakfuru biha. And none will deny it. None will disbelieve in them. Illa al-fasiqoon. Except for who? Those people who are disobedient, who are sinful, who cross limits. The verses of Allah, the signs that Allah has sent, has shown, the verses that Allah has revealed are clear in their meaning. Clear as evidences. But we see that still there are people who will not accept. Still there are people who will argue, who will object. Who are those people? Fasiqun. So there's no problem with what Allah has sent. There's a problem with who? The people. There is a problem in their hearts, which is why even if they see the truth, they don't accept it. Because you might wonder, all of their excuses were refuted. But still the Bani Israel, especially those present at the time of the Prophet ﷺ in Medina, who heard all of these verses, they didn't believe, they didn't accept. So Allah says, all of these signs are clear. It's only the fasiqoon who will not believe. And this is not something new. Allah reminds us of their history. Is it not? That kullama, whenever, every single time, ahadu, they made a covenant, they made an ahd, ain hadal. Every single time that they made a promise, nabadahu, he threw it, nabada, nun ba dal. 
النبذ is to leave something, to throw something. Why? Because you don't think it's worth anything. نَبَذَهُ He threw it. He left it. He abandoned it. Who abandoned it? فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ A group of them. Not all of the Bani Israel, but some of them. What did they do? Every time a promise was made, they disregarded it. They went against it. They broke that promise. Ahd, a promise is made with who? With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also with who? With the people of Allah. For example, we see that the Bani Israel, did they not make many misaq with Allah? Of course. But what was the reaction of the Bani Israel? What did they do with the promise? They broke it. They went against it. So Allah is saying, نَبَذَهُ فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ But look at the justice of Allah. It wasn't all the people who broke it, who violated it. It was a group of them. نَبَذَهُ فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ Rather, it is the majority of them. أَكْثَرُ كَثَرَ كَثُرَ When something is abundant, more. So أَكْثَرُهُمْ Most of them, لا يؤمنون They don't believe. A group of them, they openly breach the covenant. The reality is that the majority of these people don't have iman, they don't believe. For instance, when they were told about the Sabbath, that they weren't allowed to fish, they weren't allowed to do any worldly work, did they not break that covenant? Did they not go against the conditions, against the rules? Yes, they did. نَبَذَهُ فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ This is something that is not new, this has been their habit. And even now when the Prophet ﷺ has come, they have done the same thing. وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ رَسُولٌ And now, when there has come to them, رَسُولٌ A messenger. مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ From Allah. This messenger has not come by himself, claiming to be a messenger. No, this messenger has been sent to them by Allah. Who is this Rasul? Muhammad He was sent as a messenger by Allah. And this messenger, whatever he brought, مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعْهُمْ Confirming what is with them. They were given the descriptions of the final messenger. And the Prophet ﷺ was exactly like that. مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ And this is why we see that there are so many people from among the Ahlul Kitab who when they saw the Prophet ﷺ, they recognized the signs and they accepted, they submitted. But there were many others, in fact majority, who did not accept simply because they did not like the Prophet ﷺ. For example, we learned that when the Prophet ﷺ went to Al-Ta'if to convey the message over there, what was the reaction of the people? Did they welcome him? No, they turned him away very harshly. In fact, they sent their children and their slaves after him to throw stones at him so that he left just to save his life. And when he left Al-Ta'if, he went into a garden in order to rest over there. And that garden was somebody's property. There were grapevines over there. So he went there to take some rest. And the owner, when he saw the Prophet ﷺ in that state, he felt pity for him. Because the Arabs, at least they had compassion for guests, for visitors. So this owner, he sent his slave to the Prophet ﷺ with some grapes and with some drink or something. The slave was a Christian man. And that Christian man, when he came and he served the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said, Bismillah before eating. And he said, what did you say? I have heard nobody say this ever before. And the Prophet ﷺ asked him where that man was from and he told him. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Yunus, the Prophet of Allah was also from there. The Prophet ﷺ spoke to him and that man, he was amazed. He saw the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ. We know about Salman al-Farsi. He was a Persian, he was a fire worshipper, he became a Christian. And he went from one Christian leader to another until eventually he came to Medina. And when he saw the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ, he believed. Abdullah ibn Salam, he was a Jewish man. He also believed. 
There were many among the Ahlul Kitab who when they saw the Prophet ﷺ, they believed in him. And there are many people today as well. That when they come to know the Prophet ﷺ, they see his signs, they read about him, they study about him, they believe. So Allah says, that وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ What has been the reaction of the majority of the people? نَبَذَ فَرِيقٌ نَبَذَ He threw away. Who threw away? فَرِيقٌ A group. A group of who? مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ From those people who have been given the book. And الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ أُوتُوا is from the root letters. Hamza تَعْيَا أَتَى أَتَيْنَا أُوتُوا Same root. So those people who have been given the book, which people are they? The Jews and the Christians, the Yahud and the Nasara. So a group of them, what did they do? They threw away Kitab Allah, the book of Allah, وَرَاءَ ظُهُورِهِمْ Behind their backs. وَرَاءَ Behind ظُهُورِهِمْ ظُهُور is the plural of ظهر. And ظهر is back. So they threw it behind their backs. كَأَنَّهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ As if they don't even know. What do they not know? That what they're throwing is the book of Allah. Or that this messenger is not the messenger. So, كَأَنَّهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ As if they don't even know that this is the right messenger. As if they don't even know that this is the book of Allah. What does it mean by this? That when the Prophet ﷺ came to them with clear signs, and he is exactly as was described in their scripture, the reaction of the majority of the people of the book has been what? That they have disregarded the book. Which book is this? Kitab Allah. Kitab over here is referring to the book that was given to them. In which were the signs, the description of the Prophet ﷺ. They just threw it away. They disregarded it. They threw it behind their books as if they didn't even know that such a description existed in their books. And this is true. That it is as though they have completely eliminated from their scriptures any sign of the Prophet ﷺ. And those that are present, they interpret them differently. That they have threw it behind their backs. And notice behind their backs. What does it mean by this? If you throw something behind your back, what does it show? That first of all, you've turned away from it completely. Secondly, you have no interest. And thirdly, you're never going to it. It shows tawalli, turning away from it. Secondly, it shows i'rad, that a person has no interest in it. And thirdly, it shows that a person will never have any rujur to it, meaning he will not even go back to it. You know, if there is a document, if there is a paper, and you feel that it's too difficult to follow, what will you do? You will put it aside and you will say, yeah, I'll look at it later. Where do you put it? If you throw something in the garbage can, it means you don't want to go back to it again. But if you put something on your table, on your desk, what does it mean? You are going to go back to it again. So when they threw it, they turned away from it, they disregarded it, and they had no regrets, no intention of ever going back to it. كَأَنَّهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ As if they didn't even know that it was the truth. As if they didn't even recognize the Prophet wasallam. Let's listen to the recitation. من كان عدوا لله وملائكته ورسله وجبريل وميكال فإن الله عدو للكافرين ولقد أنزلنا إليك آيات بينات وما يكفر بها أو كلما عاهدوا عهدا نبذه فريق منهم 
بل اكثرهم لا يؤمنون ولما جاءهم رسول من عند الله مصدق لما معهم نبذ فريق من الذين اوتوا الكتاب كتاب الله وراء ظهورهم كانهم لا يعلمون When the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam came to them and look at the description that is given مصدق لما معهم what should have been their reaction They should have been happy, they should have accepted him, but their reaction was completely opposite. That they threw the book of Allah behind their backs as if they didn't even know. Some have said that the book of Allah, Kitabullah over here refers to the Qur'an. That when they were given the Qur'an by the Prophet ﷺ, when they were told about the Qur'an, when the Prophet ﷺ recited the Qur'an to them, what was their reaction? They threw it behind their backs. And notice the word nabada. They threw it, disregarded it. What do you toss? throw it away something that you don't give any importance to something that you declare as garbage and they threw it behind themselves because if they had thrown in front of them or on their right or on their left they would have seen it they would have visited it again but when they threw it behind their backs they said that's it we're never going back to it we're never going to look at it again they completely disregarded it they ignored a major reality but at the end ignoring a reality does it eliminate it no Just like death, if you ignore it, it's not going to go away. Similarly, the truth, if you ignore it, it's not going to go away. It is going to become victorious.